0: I will say he's doing a bit of a voice like honestly it's a bit of New York Joe that leaked through he
1: really is doing New York Joe um I don't know is he doing a voice I mean like I mean you can tell it's Chris Pratt but legally speaking I think there are some lines where you can hear like he's like mushroom kingdom baby and then other times he'll be like where
0: am I I'm Chris Pratt I did see some like on a post, like dubbing in Mario's real voice. Someone said, This is great for like two second sound bites, but an entire movie of this would be exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think they could have gone full. It's a me either. But I don't, yeah, maybe there's
1: just not a good answer. Maybe you just have Mario be like a silent protagonist. Oh, and then like you a have Stoic type. And then you have like Charlie Day Luigi. He's like,
0: Come on, Mario.
1: That was my Charlie Day. What is, did you Char-
0: think? is Charlie Day is he also going to be doing a voice? We didn't really hear his voice it's a in the great film. question. Jack, Jack Black, Black's like He's doing a great but like everyone knew. Like he's actually voice acting. He's not just like Yeah, ex- the lines, exactly
1: but... yes, Jack Black is an experienced voice actor. We all remember Brutal Legend. I thought uh, you were
0: gonna go with Kung Fu Panda, his smash hit <laughs> animated trilogy. But that kind is of a Brutal Legend. Uh yeah. the uh the uh Tim
1: uh what's that guy's name? Tim. Tim uh, Schaefer? What's that guy's name? Tim Schaefer. Um, you know, the combination action RPG RTS game for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3?
0: I only worked at an EB Games for one summer. I didn't have enough time to learn about all You worked at an EB Games,
1: games for one summer?
0: Yeah, yeah. in Ottawa. The, at the Rideau Center in Ottawa. The second basiest EB Games in Canada. What's number one? Aid it's in Center? like Alberta. That's crazy. Um,
1: Speaking of super busy, it's time for another super busy episode (laughs) of High Floor, Low Ceiling.
0: (coughs) And,
1: well, I guess that'll play over in the song.
0: And welcome to High Floor, Low Ceiling. What'd you think of that? I thought... It sounded like it was, like, a whole acapella choir, but it was just me. Wow. What makes you say it sounded like a whole acapella choir? I had, like, the main bong-bong-bongs, but I also had the background bong-da-da-da-dong-dongs in it.
1: I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think you ever sort of created the effect of there being two voices at the same time. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, I don't know what your perception of the performance was, but uh, well, I was mine hearing was it little through different, two perhaps.
0: ears, so that might have uh, impacted it.
1: Sure, and you were probably hearing it echoing through my headphones, like I often do for <laughs> what I say.
0: Yes, I have a weird ear. Um,
1: yeah, do you want to talk about this? We probably that's probably cold open material, but
0: yeah. Uh, but, yeah, sometimes uh, my sister always complains that, like, if we're listening to headphones next to each other, she can, like, hear everything that's going through my headphones. And she says I'm wearing them wrong, which I'm clearly not. They're headphones. Uh, so I think but, I have a weird ear that instead of, like, funneling sound in, projects sound out. I have, like, an anti-ear. Sure.
1: You will, you know, no free rides, but you are using a certain variety of wireless headphone which has a, a unique shape I will say.
0: Yeah, I, I like them, they're comfortable. Maybe I should go with over the ear though, maybe that would trap the sound
1: mm, Max Out What? Max Out You know the the you know what Max <laughs>
0: I I know that you there's no free rides but I don't know. What you, you don't know about with. the
1: AirPod Max? They're
0: oh, Like $600? <laughs> oh right but those aren't over the ear
1: Yeah they are, aren't they? Are they on ear?
0: I don't know. I thought they Report were important distinction.
1: No, 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 they're headphones. I'm gonna send you a picture right now. Welcome to high floor, low ceiling. <laughs> the pop culture podcast. This is, this is like tech.
0: Yeah, tech is tech is pop culture now. You ever been on R slash Apple? Mm. It's bumping.
1: Nerds is cool. Um, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> have I ever been on R slash Apple? I guess I have. Um. Griffin, a lot going on this week. Um, Legally speaking, the NHL season does start today. It's really crazy. They are playing, I believe, one game in Prague. Uh, I know the Nashville Predators are playing. I forget what the other team is. Um, But they're playing tonight or soon, I guess, since there's a time zone difference in Prague. And then the real season starts four days later. Why? Why?
0: Um, Good question. I mean, I I like the idea of playing an occasional game in Europe, especially for hockey. It's a game that's popular in Europe. Uh, I don't know why they have to do it a week before everyone else starts. Why not just have Or like do it the night before, and then have them fly back, and still give those two teams a couple days off. But four days, and then to continue to have preseason afterwards.
1: That's the weird thing. Is that wait, are they playing two games?
0: I think there are two games.
1: Yeah. So, and like the basically the full complement of teams are playing, or like they're like fourteen or fifteen games uh, on Saturday but it's like 13 regular season is 13 preseason games and one regular season game and then two days off and then the season starts but also when the season starts it's only two games it's Tampa at the Rangers and Vegas against Los the Kings
0: weird weird yeah well i mean it's <laughs> it's not breaking news to know that the nhl is bad at making schedules this is they literally had back to backs in the stanley cup final a few years ago
1: um, yeah. Didn't they have back-to-backs, like, last year? Because when the two Florida teams were playing each other, they were back-to-backs?
0: Oh, yeah. I think maybe. Yeah, they're bad at making schedules, and they should find someone else to make their schedules, because whoever they have doing it right now, I assume it's some sort of firm, is bad sure. at it. It's probably the firm from the firm. Damn. Ever read or seen that? No, but it's on my list of uh, things to either read or see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you would enjoy it, I think. I mean,
1: no spoilers, but like the firm is not necessarily all it's cracked up to be, is what I'll say. Mm. Not not the movie or book, but the titular the, firm, the
0: firm itself. I do like lawyer movies. Lawyer movies are fun. It's a lawyer movie, right?
1: It is a lawyer movie, directed by the great Sidney Pollock. Um, welcome back to High Griffin. Floor Ceiling, a movies podcast. Sure. Uh Thursday Night Football Griffin. It has just passed, so uh a a barn burner of two teams
0: that as in as in watching this made me want to go out and set a barn on fire and then get outside yeah, kind of the barn and then just let the flames. It's kind of the me. new
1: the new dumpster fire is the barn burner. Um the Colts and Broncos faced off Two legendary squads led by two, well, of course, famously Russell Wilson doesn't have an MVP, right? But one former MVP against Russell Wilson.
0: And they lived up to the expectations. Well,
1: Griffin, it was an overtime thriller.
0: That's true. It did technically go to overtime. Uh, so yeah, a couple weeks ago on the podcast, Chris, we talked about whether or not Russell Wilson was just washed. Do you think now that we've seen a couple more weeks of this, do you think the Seahawks just came away with like a huge steal?
1: I think yes, regardless, given that, you know, the Broncos presumably made this trade hoping and expecting they would be a playoff team and that's looking more dire by the day, perhaps. Although, you know, they do keep kind of winning games. What's their record right now?
0: Uh, the Broncos are one and three, I think.
1: Is that true? They're two and three. Please, Griffin. Two
0: and th- oh, right, it's week five already. The season's flying by.
1: Yeah. Um. Say, so, yeah, certainly not looking great for them. Um. Regardless, I was kind of so Javante Williams goes down last week. Obviously, that's a big blow for them. That's like one of their two primary running backs, and then i was kind of like in my mind i was like oh they'll go to more of a passing attack this might actually be like a backwards good thing for them because it'll like force them to maybe play a little bit more into what russell wilson what 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 might work for him But then last night they really
0: (laughs) yeah they really flashed their
1: offensive acumen
0: passing attack is great if stefan gilmore is one of russell wilson's right wide receivers Exactly. Um, I don't know why they tried to throw it into the end zone up by three with two minutes left. Uh, Crazy decision.
1: Yeah, very uh, uh, Falcons-esque, speaking of Matt Ryan.
0: Yeah, or Seahawks-esque in that Super Bowl. Um, Right, that's what I'm thinking of. But this Um, is a good time to mention... Chris, we are trying something new on high floorless ceiling. You can hear us. This episode comes out on a Friday. They're, you're like, wait, they're talking about Thursday night football, knowing what has happened. We are doing a same day record here. Yes, we. Sorry, I thought. <laughs> There's this
1: really annoying thing. <laughs> There's this really annoying thing where ESPN will autoplay videos when you're looking at like box courts oh, yeah. and stuff. And so an NFL video started playing, but I but it timed it. the The other really cool thing is that it doesn't start right when you go on the page; it starts like ten seconds after. And so I thought, with it was perfectly timed. So I thought you had played a drop of like a crowd cheering <laughs> 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 to announce that we were doing a same day record. We should and I was like, how drops. did? <laughs> How did he do that? That was remarkable. Um, <laughs> so yes, we're doing the, the same day record. This is HFLC early edition. I suggested HFLC nights, which you seemed terrified of the prospect of. Well, no, seeing just, me in the evening.
0: We we had that with Adam once, and it just didn't feel that I performed very well. My energy level wasn't there, so I wanted to mm. uh, want to. Are you a, Are you an early bird? No. But for some reason in that one example of HFLC after dark, I just wasn't having it. And I I hold myself to a high standard. I don't like listening back to the episodes and wishing that I had had more energy.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, We do have, so what you wrote here Griffin was how do we save Thursday night football? It's always bad. I mean like, don't they pick bad teams?
0: Yeah. I don't know why.
1: Well, I think, I don't know. It's weird because it's like, ostensibly, this is a marquee game more than like other games, but I feel like you could pick any like Sunday 1 p.m. game. Let's look at this. Let's look at the schedule and just. Yeah, they,
0: they want it to be another primetime game. They're like, there's no college football, there's no high school football. Thursday night, like, we can really get a spotlight on the NFL here. And like, sure, it works because. If there's NFL football on in prime time, you're probably gonna watch it. But I don't get why like they don't give it Monday night football matchups.
1: They give it Sure. I mean I will say the matchups this week aren't great.
0: But Sunday uh, night is York... the Ravens and Bengals. That'll be a good game. I forget what Monday sure. Night is. Sure. Yeah.
1: Well that's Sunday night football. You can't <laughs> can't have that one. Uh that's the real marquee game. That's the um... best
0: one. Yeah, of the three nights. Sunday night's the best night.
1: Sure, yeah, Dominic Fike, three nights, um, Pittsburgh and Buffalo, I guess. But it's like Pittsburgh oh, that'll sucks, be a
0: forty point blowout. Yeah, why does Pittsburgh keep getting primetime games? Yeah. They suck. Um, sure,
1: I mean, famously, not yeah, not a lot, not a great slate this week. I will say, would, would you flex uh, Chicago at Minnesota into the uh,
0: <laughs> Thursday night spot? That does feel like a perfect Thursday night football game. Like, that is the most well, Thursday you, night football matchup you could imagine.
1: Did you see the tweet about what next week's Thursday night football matchup is?
0: Oh, God, no. What is it?
1: The Washington Commanders are taking their talent on the road to Soldier Field to play the Chicago Bears.
0: <laughs> why? See, what? why do they do this? Everyone knew, at least coming into the season, people thought that the Broncos and Colts might be good. Like, sure. People thought the Broncos would be good. Everyone knew the Commanders and Bears were going to be terrible. Also, free <sighs> Justin Fields, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah, Justin Fields take. You think that they're holding him back?
0: I do. I think that if he had gone to most other teams in the NFL, he would be like at a Trevor Lawrence level right now. He was that good in college, Whoa. and the Bears have Bearsed him to death.
1: Sure. I mean... I don't entirely disagree. I do think he would probably be better than he is right now. I think it would be, you know, it's kind of hard for him to be worse than he is right now uh, as a starting quarterback. But yeah, I don't know. His passing is really just not there. Um, But I'm hopeful as a, (laughs) someone who as recently as like three days ago owned Justin Fields in fantasy. um, I wish you best.
0: You rode that train. Hey, dual threat quarterbacks
1: absolutely you know r- running quarterbacks they're all the rage it just turns out that ideally they will pass as well I think is the idea <laughs> there'll be some passing touchdowns
0: yeah uh Griffin how long well, are we I, at here we're at 15 minutes but speaking of football I don't think I apologized for my error last week uh yeah I mixed up Lovey Smith and Todd Bowles uh, Lovey Smith's the head coach of the Texans. I said he was the head coach of the Bucks. I got confused because he used to be the head coach of the Bucks. So, big apology to uh, Lovey Smith and Todd Bowles. We hold ourselves to a high standard here high floor, low ceiling. We don't want to mix you guys up. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Todd Bowles. He's who I meant when I said the Buccaneers had a good coach.
1: Right. Low floor, high standard. Um, well, thank you for that, Griffin. Thank you for your service. Do you want to talk about the punch? Oh, wait, well, I, I did want to talk about this tweet briefly. Uh, Kevin Clark last night had the suggestion. Uh, he's in terms of your to answer your question. How do you fix Thursday Night Football? He says Amazon should sign Lamar Jackson for five hundred million dollars guaranteed. And he can enter games like this and just do cool stuff for a while for whichever team needs him. Like recurring Thursday Night Football character when he's needed solves everyone's problem. I was. <laughs> that does feel I like a this.
0: look at a potential dystopian future where networks own players, and there are no more teams. It's just like here's the players that we have going out on our network's game this week. Don't you want to tune in to see this one?
1: But I, I don't hate this idea. I must <laughs> say, I think, yeah. He says it solves everyone's problem. Another tweet I saw from Roger Sherman was talking about how, you know. Amazon pays 1.18 billion dollars a year for Thursday Night Football. There are 15 Thursday Night Football games, so if you do the math, basically they paid 78 million dollars for this specific oh my God. Colts Broncos game. It's so, like you're paying 78 million just for just for the game. You can't pay 100 million dollars per year extra for Lamar Jackson. Is that? Is that crazy? Like it's it's a drop <laughs> in the bucket. It's Amazon.
0: Yeah, it's true. Uh, do you think? I mean, the obvious question is the NFL rulebook. Do you think there's we could airbutt this and be like, there's nothing in the NFL rulebook that says that a television network cannot insert a player in its employ. Like, do you think Troy Aikman tried to get in a game once while calling it, and they were like, "All right, now we got to put this in the rules," and that has ruined the Lamar Jackson plan. Um.
1: I think probably there was something in the rules that said a dog couldn't play basketball. Um, you're you're yeah, tearing apart the central premise of Airbud? I was going to watch Airbud recently, and maybe we should watch it and come back for a movie review. My friend is doing uh, a kids' sports movies, uh bit of a watch project. So I watched uh, the original Bad News Bears. Less slurs that. in that movie.
0: Spoken by the appropriate people, I'm sure. Children? <laughs> is that what you're <laughs> suggesting? Because if so, the answer is yes. <laughs> no, I, I was just praying that the slur would match sure. up with the marginalized group. That sure, is a victim I'm afraid not. No, I didn't think so. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I remember when I was eight uh, getting a kick well, out of This is Walter the original.
1: Hath. Oh, yeah. e- oh right. Aren't you like a
0: big Walter Matthau head? Am I a... I can't say I've ever described myself that way. I like The Odd Couple. That's a good movie. (laughs) I feel like this has come up before. I mean, I might have done the gold member thing where he goes, that is bad news bears, Walter Matthau. But that's probably the extent to which Walter Matthau has ever come up in our friendship. (laughs) That might be what I'm thinking of. Um,
1: Griffin, do we want to... I mean, we have a couple other things here. We have The Punch... Of course, Draymond Green... Yeah, he really... Uh, this
0: video has just leaked, if you're listening. You might not have even seen it yet, so go check it out. Uh, of course, Draymond Green, there was a report. He punched Jordan Poole in a practice. It's now confirmed, because we saw him. He, like, he more than punched him. He, like... He, he tees off. Yeah. It's like the famous,
1: uh, you know, at the Malice at the Palace, there's the moment where Jermaine O'Neill goes to, like, punch a fan, and he slips, and it's like... <laughs> if he hadn't slept, he would have like killed this man <laughs> and it would have been like horrible. I feel like that was like what the Draymond green punch looked like where he like lunges and really like tees off on him. It's yeah, and crazy. He gets him
0: up against like the padded wall. Uh, it's uh, it's, it's an ugly scene. I can't wait gotta to use the cage. Draymond's podcast to see what he says about the- No, I've never listened to a moment of Draymond green's podcast. Well, um, come on.
1: Respect your colleague. True. Yes,
0: Draymond, you could come on our podcast and explain it. Mm, air it out. Yeah, not uh, goes we, for we anyone. We will make an agreement uh, with you. We will never have Jordan Poole on the podcast if you come on the podcast.
1: Okay. Mm, well, you know, for a year, let's say. Yeah. Then it's a timed give, exclusive. We got to give
0: Jordan equal time. We're a journalistic like, uh, enterprise here.
1: Sure. Precisely. It's like, uh, it's like uh, you know, a death loop. Or Final Fantasy VII remake, perhaps, is a better uh, point of. It's a timed exclusive.
0: There it is. (laughs) All you needed to to do was use a real-world term instead of a weird example. Um, (laughs) Oh, Griffin, we are off the rails today.
1: And I think that we should early morning in, and I think we should move on. That was nothing. (laughs) To to the game of the day since it's a classic same day reco that's a drop that I'm that I've just recorded that we should All insert right. I'll, <laughs> I'll cut that out uh... judiciously uh, and get some crowd cheering as well <laughs> the blue jays and the mariners playing in the afternoon i believe it is a 4 p m first pitch time so in a couple of hours from the time i assume that everyone most people listen to this the second it comes out right like they get a ping in their feed um do you think that people uh have notifications on for the high flow low ceiling twitter
0: account for the twitter account uh yeah
1: do you think anyone in the world has notifications on
0: not um no Because we don't tweet enough, we we should tweet more. Is what we should do. I tried to reply to it. I'm not sure if you saw. I tried to reply to a TSN tweet uh, last week with the high floor, low ceiling account, try and drum up some. You got uh, ratioed interactions. No, I did not get ratioed. It was the clip (laughs) of Tom Brady smashing his uh. Thing and it's like, oh, you know what people always tweet about is gambling. So I said, when the last leg of the parlay doesn't hit, I (laughs) believe I used all the gambling (laughs) terms correctly. It took off. It took off. It took off is that true uh it got a couple likes it took off by <laughs> high floor low ceiling twitter account standards <laughs> okay. uh we came okay. in with stalling for time i accidentally opened 12. five likes five, five likes, likes. look at you johnny twitter fingers there um well
1: huge congrats to you <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> great great uh viral marketing uh native it's it's really
0: translated to uh, a growth in our view listenership
1: boom in our numbers as the film spree once said um yeah i think that i think that this should be a pledge and also to your earlier point i feel like if you're going to turn notifications on you don't want someone to be tweeting a lot you know
0: True. I have notifications on for you, and you tweet a good amount for someone to have notifications on for.
1: Sure. I think I probably tweet like less than once a week at this point. I probably tweet less frequently than the high floor, low ceiling account. Um, and it's mostly retweets of <laughs> high floor, low ceiling and Bevy of Bevy's related content. Um, Griffin, today is the day, the start of the MLB playoffs
0: i love the mlb playoffs i'm gonna come out and say it i'm not afraid uh it it makes me remember like being a kid coming back from school and just like there would be baseball on in the afternoon and it would be like the cardinals playing the colorado rockies and you never got to see those teams so it was fun and sure yeah good times good times lots of baseball Lots of teams you yeah. don't normally get to watch. Like, I don't think of the four National League teams playing this weekend, I don't think I've watched a single inning of any of them live all year. So, uh, I'm excited. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's And there are some,
1: well, uh, I, I was going to say there are some quality matchups, but I think mainly just the Mariners and the Blue Chase is maybe the only matchup of, like, two genuinely very good teams. Um,
0: Mets and the so- Padres. I mean, the Padres should be good. Define define
1: should be good. Well, they're star
0: studded. Uh,
1: well, they they don't have Fernando Tatis, of course. Of course uh, Juan Soto, I have, I from what I understand, has been surprisingly ineffective. Yeah, but he
0: should be good. That's what I'm saying.
1: Sure, 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 sure. You know, he could Josh turn on Josh Hader, the playoffs. who's been
0: bad, but should be good.
1: <laughs> They've got a lot of should be good players. It's true,
0: but they still um, made the playoffs. Like, uh, yeah. You know, so, yeah, I'm excited to see Scherzer take on that Padres lineup. And then the, the rumors that they're trying to save DeGrom for game three slash the NLDS. So mm, but DeGrom's been like sort of rocky lately. So that is sure something to keep an eye on. You save him for game three. He gets lit up. I don't know. But yeah, Phillies and Cardinals, I don't really care. I mean, I like Bryce Harper. Uh, everyone's cheering for Albert Pujols. Cardinals are probably going to win.
1: Yeah, the Phillies really like fell backwards into a postseason spot. Well, they they had a couple of wins right towards the end of the season, but they also had like a five game losing like there was a stretch. Uh, I'm looking at here right towards the end of the season from September 15th to September 29th when they dropped uh, ten out of thirteen games. Oh my god. And then they finish they managed to rebound and finish the season four and three.
0: Alright, there you go. Hey, they're in. They're coming they're in. in on a hot streak with um, two
1: straight losses to the Astros.
0: But they got Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler going in games one and two, so in theory, that's a pretty good one two punch, the Cardinals. I'm not sure how well I guess they can so. match up in the starting pitching department.
1: Sure. Yeah, that might be where the Cardinals are a little deficient. Um, speaking of starting pitching matchups, Griffin, probably the, the highlight of the pitching matchups of the wildcard. Well, I don't know. Shane McClanahan Shane versus the Shane Bieber. The Shane Bull. The Shane War. <laughs> Get um, Shane Gray in there. Do you have any feelings about either the Rays or Guardians? Guardians are like, they got, they have the same record as the Blue Jays, which is crazy to think about.
0: The Guardians are fun. They are a good, I, i saw that, like, on average, they are younger than some AAA teams. That's crazy. they are a young team, and they've got good players. they got Shane Bieber, who's an incredible pitcher. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, I really like him. He's, like, got a Kevin Durant frame. He's out there just, like, all limbs whipping around. Sure. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to see a little bit of Cleveland Guardians baseball, although I was – I was catching up on 2015 and 2016 Blue Jays games, as I do when it gets to this Mm -hmm. time of year and any other Mm -hmm. time of year, Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what I never watch is the highlights from the 2016 ALCS, because it was so (laughs) terrible, so I was like, I'll watch that, so now I'm mad at Cleveland again. Sure. It's crazy how bad the Blue Jays' offense was in that series. Well, Cleveland got their comeuppance. Um... Yeah, they they ruined the world. (laughs) They let the Cubs (laughs) win the World Series, and everything's gone terrible since then nothing has been good since 2016
1: that's a reasonable point um yeah i mean the guardians 24 and 6 over their final 30 games
0: really that's That's crazy i
1: i know and it's like you know they played minnesota twice they had a six game series against kansas city um You know, they played the Rangers, but then it's like they swept the White Sox. They won a series against the Rays. They swept the Angels. So, you know.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they're just a great story. They have the fourth lowest payroll in baseball. They were supposed to be like the fourth place team in their division this year, and they won it going away. Like, I, I, I got no beef with Cleveland anymore. I've recovered. (laughs)
1: i'm glad to hear that i don't really have beef with them i feel like the general consensus is like maybe they're just not that good uh in a bad division
0: yeah i wouldn't be surprised if the rays win this series for sure
1: but then it's like the rays maybe aren't the rays either right like i feel like none of the al wildcard teams yeah with the exception of the mariners none of them are particularly inspiring
0: with the exception of the Mariners, none of them are inspiring. They just because the, like you mean storyline wise?
1: No, I mean like like the Rays, like they have good pitching sometimes, but also whenever I watch them, they seem to struggle. The, the Guardians test, are like right. sure the fabled eye test. Um, the Guardians are like the team that everyone kind of agrees are bad, but won a lot of games. And the Mariners, you know, to get to the 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 marquee matchup of the Mariners and Blue Jays, the Mariners are just, like... I feel like they're just, like, the Blue Jays, but, like, 90% is good. What do you think about this take?
0: Yeah, I, I'm with that. Like, the Mariners are sort of... They get it done through pitching, and the Blue Jays get it done through hitting. But uh, I do agree that, like... I don't know. I'm... As a Blue Jays fan, I'm nervous about this series. I think, like... I could see I mean obviously it's adult. a 3-3 so it's a complete coin flip especially in baseball. But uh, I could definitely see the Blue Jays bats just sort of struggling in game 1 and then never really getting their feet back under themselves.
1: Sure. I I guess so. I mean it it feels like, you know, in the last 30 however many games that that hasn't really happened as much. True. I guess yeah, they
0: are they are heat, hot at the right time.
1: Yeah, the big outlier, I guess, is, like, that series to the Angels uh, at the end of August where they, you know, they lost 12 nothing, they got shut out twice, like, that's the last real time that they, like, had a terrible series.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's probably just my own, like, defeatist, like, pessimism. <laughs> sure. Toronto, lifetime of Toronto sports.
1: Yeah, it is just like a vibe thing, but I feel like, you know, I've been reading a lot of their, you know, tweets from Mariners fans and replies and, you know, people just sort of discussing the matchup. And I feel like both teams are kind of scared of each other, which probably means that it's a pretty even matchup.
0: I do think it is an even matchup. I think it's probably the closest of the four wildcard matchups. Um, Like we said, for whatever that means, it's literally a best of three But, yeah, I do think that it'll be a good series that's the expansion cousins. Uh, The Mariners, obviously, have broken the longest active playoff drought in professional sports. So congratulations Mm -hmm. to them. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if I had to put money on it, I would say the Blue Jays will win. But I'm just I'm nervous about it. However, if the Blue Jays beat the Mariners, I'm more confident that they'll beat the Astros. Sure. That's getting ahead of ourselves. I,
1: if they lose to the Mariners, I will not be <laughs> confident at all that they will beat the Astros.
0: Um, you got me. You got me so good. <laughs> oh, come on. No, you didn't um, did get me good. That was a good line. Thank you.
1: Did the Blue Jays, Griffin, make a a serious mistake? I'm going to say it's serious. Uh, did they make a serious mistake in not acquiring Luis Castillo at the deadline there was a, a significant price for him, but the Blue Jays were certainly a team that were in the mix to acquire a starting pitcher at the deadline. Luis Castillo, of course, was basically the, the top starting pitcher available. Uh, of course, the New York Yankees disagreed. They got Frankie Montas instead, who's an incredible, incredible talent. <laughs> Do you think that not only because they now have to play against him, but I that is... Uh, a weird part of it that you know by not getting him yourself you're giving him to another team that you might have to face and as it turns out they do have to face um but just in not acquiring another top end starting pitcher like if you had alec manoa in game one luis castillo in game two and then maybe a potential kevin Gosman game three i guess at that point the depth isn't as big of an issue in the playoffs but what do you think about this
0: I mean, I do think that, like you said, the biggest mistake that the Blue Jays might have made. I really like Luis Castillo. Is the fact that he has end up ended up facing them in Game One of the Wild Card. I don't think that, um, according to Gregor Chisholm and the Toronto Star today, uh, the Blue Jays will probably run out Ross Stripling in if they win Game One to try and save Kevin Gosman for two starts in the ALDS. But if they lose Game One, obviously it'll be Gosman in Game Two. So I don't think like the the Blue Jays starting four of Manoa, Gosman, Stripling, Brios is not really an area of concern for me. Like, I mean, I it would be nicer to have Luis Castillo than Jose Brios <sighs> as that fourth guy, but like Ross Stripling's been really good. And Kevin Gosman, I'm all in on Gosman, uh, and Manoa, of course, is like a fringe Cy Young candidate. So it's unfortunate that they've had end up having to play him. He's been okay since he joined the Mariners. He's we went 4-2 and two with a 3.17 ERA, a one seventeen ERA plus in Seattle, which means he's 17% better than the average pitcher. So pretty good, but I, I don't think that the starting matchups is really what scare me for the Blue Jays.
1: So what does scare you? The bullpen, I guess, is the main... I feel like that's the main sort of point of separation and what a lot of people seem to be concerned about.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've got... Romano, Garcia, Simber, and Bass as four guys who you can really rely on. And then Zach Pop as a fifth guy. Uh, I don't think they'll see any Yusei Kikuchi unless it's a real blowout. Um, So, I mean, four trusted relievers in the playoffs is a fairly good starting point. You'd really like to have five. I think and Trevor Richards has been good at the start of the year, but you wouldn't want to see him in any high leverage situations.
1: They have a few guys who could you know could slot in, and you know when they're playing their best, you kind of feel okay about them. Um, but, but yeah then... the, the
0: bullpen is my main area of concern. I do think the Blue Jays have a slight edge in the starting pitching and a decent edge in terms of offense. Um,
1: here's a question for you, Griffin. Let's say they lose game one and, you know, it's tight in game two. Do you support the concept of Jose Brios, who is not currently uh, scheduled to make a start in the wild card? Do you support the idea of Jose Brios coming out of the bullpen and pitching in relief?
0: In general, I just, I don't really feel like that is better than a guy who is a reliever and, like, knows how to pitch in relief. I don't, I... Would have to double check, but I don't believe Jose Barrios has ever pitched out of the bullpen in his major league career. I, I would in be general, surprised. think that managers tend to lose their minds in October a bit and try all this weird stuff instead of what got them there. Uh, I do get the what are you saving him for if your back is against the wall argument, but it's not to me as much about saving him as it is about just is that going to work? Like, is that more likely to work than a second straight day of Jimmy Garcia? I don't think it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think people have like this memory specifically of Madison Bumgarner uh, coming out to Pitch and Relief and like that being like sort of a defining moment of that World Series winning team. And so people tend to have this like positive uh, perception of a starting pitcher coming out to Pitch and Relief. But it's like (sighs) Jose Barrios might be terrible.
0: (laughs) There's a, good, there's a better chance that he's going to be terrible than, I think, one of the Blue Jays' good relievers. I think...
1: I, <laughs> this is maybe sacrilegious to say. I think Jose Barrios had a more Yusei Kikuchi-like season than we maybe give him credit for, or reverse credit for. Well, like, it's
0: it's weird, because in, like, two-thirds of his starts, he was pretty good, and then in one-third of his starts, he was absolutely terrible. It was a very Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, sort of Jose Burros like season, which is strange because the entire thing about him was his consistency before this season. Right. He was all, you always knew what you were getting. He would go, and he would give you 35 starts of, like, solid 3.5 ERA ball. And then this year, right. without any, like, really obvious reason why, it just hasn't been working. So I think that with an offseason, he'll reset and be back to the guy he was. But for right now, I mean, yeah, he like you really hope if you're the Blue Jays that you can win this in two so that he only has to make one start in the ALDS.
1: Sure. He was I mean like again, I feel I feel like people almost underrate how bad he was because they want to a like he just signed a big contract and I think that there's like a natural instinct to want to justify that. But like he was really bad. He was worth Negative 0. 0.5 wins above replacement, so worse. He was below replacement level as a starting pitcher. He did he pitched a lot of innings, uh, which is probably why he led the American League in earned runs and hits given up. He, I, I hope the best for him. <laughs> this is what I'll say.
0: It was a I weird year.
1: It was a weird... And like you said, it's like he did... It's not like he was like consistently terrible. But it did feel like he would give up a home run in like the first or second inning pretty much every start.
0: Yeah, like he had an ERA plus of 74. He was 26% worse than an average pitcher. But last year, it was 123. That was the first time he had been a below average pitcher since his rookie year in 2016. Uh... And yeah, just everything, like there's no, like his stuff still looked good. He was just, he would hang fastballs and uh, the fastball command was not there. And that made it tough for him to not, like I've heard people wondering if he's been tipping pitches and obviously the Blue Jays will be able to take a closer look at that and sort of rebuild his windup if he has to over the off season. But yeah, as for right now, there's no, Like, even if you look at, I'm looking at his splits right now, like it's sort of, he's been hit much harder by lefties than he has by righties, but still like, like home and away, maybe that's the split right there at home. (laughs) Hitters hit 273 against him and on the road, hitters hit 303 against him. Mm. Um, Hmm. Maybe they should start him in game three. I mean, he still wasn't good at home. He but he, he was 7-2 and two with a 4.24 ERA and a 1.3 whip, so not great. But then on the road, what he better. was 5-5 five and five with a 6.36 ERA and a 1.5 whip. Uh, and only less than 7 strikeouts per 9 innings, whereas at home, he was up to 9 strikeouts per 9 innings. Not great. Uh, now that we've...
1: Talked a lot about the guy who will probably not be playing exactly. uh, in the wild card series. Do you have any predictions, Griffin? Obviously, I think, you know, generally I think and I don't think it's biased to say like the Blue Jays are a better team. They're not a much better team, but they are better, especially when you're cutting Jose Brios out of the rotation. I mean, I do you do you have, like, very high expectations for Alec Minot from this game one? Because I certainly do.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, he just set the Blue Jays record for the lowest ERA in a month. He passed 1997 Roger Clemens, who was, like, one of the most <laughs> dominant true. seasons in baseball history. Had an ERA of 0.88 in September. Uh, he doesn't see like, he certainly seems like he's the type of guy who really does not care about <laughs> pressure like in a good way as he famously said yesterday pressure is something you put in your tires hilarious yes, quote. That. that's, that's really a true good. that's a true baseball quote right there that's a dog quote uh so yeah i think that if i had to pick i would say the home team is winning all four of these wild card series i'm going wow blue jays guardians cardinals mets I'm inclined to agree.
1: I think, you know, obviously the Phillies, I think, have the best chance and also the Mariners because the Phillies can just like randomly get hot and score like 10 runs in any given yeah. game. Um, but yeah, it'll be a great matchup. Uh, so everyone hop on the wagon and <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's
0: uh, great. That's the other thing I love about the playoffs is that like you see people in Toronto who really get into it like you i don't know if you have this experience chris but back in 2015 and 2016 i had plenty of family members who maybe had sort of paid attention back in the 80s and 90s but then had sort of fallen out of it as the blue jays were terrible year after year and they would get back into it and they would be like yeah i'm so excited to watch the game it's great to see you absolutely love to see a city getting excited about baseball and i think the dome is going to be jumping yeah
1: um a great tweet from a friend of the show shy davidi he said uh he was at the airport and <laughs> he said, border agent at YYZ with an intense look as I approached. Are the Jays going to handle Castillo? That's the game I'm worried about. And so like, I do feel like there is like this sense of like community getting excited about the Blue Jays, which is always fun. Um,
0: it's going to be a good series, I hope. Yeah, it would be sad if it was bad. <laughs> Robbie Ray coming back to Toronto for the yeah, first time. absolutely. Reigning Cy Young winner. Hasn't Robbie really looked up to it in seattle this year but uh well, you know, he's a hopefully the a quality number two
1: yeah um we should we're really gonna take th- a break <laughs> yeah we're gonna take a quick break and come back with another timely segment on high
0: floor low ceiling and we're back i jumped the gun chris i recorded <sighs> i didn't tell you i was coming back to record i wanted that and we're back
1: Wow, good thing you didn't record me doing anything untoward, like Draymond Green was recorded.
0: Yeah, I guess that's just like the Warriors recording their practices, I guess that's the yeah. tape that leaked. Yeah, you gotta have film. Um, who leaked? At any it? rate. Steve Kerr, it was definitely Steve Kerr. who let Probably. Fly. He's trying to fire up his team, nobody believes in us. <laughs> um, Draymond Green doesn't even believe in us.
1: <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Griffin, it's that time of year. Uh, the leaves are turning. Uh, the bevy of bevy's pumpkin spice latte episodes are being released, uh, as they are every year.
0: Episodes, plural? No. Oh, <laughs> that, that would be that, that
1: would be me. a good bit if the fall season was just ten episodes of pumpkin spice latte. Um, but no, Griffin. At the same time, it is fall. I'm really not handling my intros well today. It's Thanksgiving, Griffin.
0: It is. Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, shout out to all of our Canadian listeners, which is the majority of our listeners. Apologies sure. to our Midwest audience. Uh, I know that American Thanksgiving is a big deal in the American Midwest, so when November rolls around, maybe we'll do we something. We should
1: rerun this segment. We
0: should, yeah. Last year, so we hello Gord to... talk. Oh, yeah. But please... Don't let me interrupt your joke. Uh, cut all of this out. Um, so. <laughs> Hello to our Midwest audience listening in November. Do you think we can put out different versions of the podcast for each country? I think you
1: probably can't. Well, you can do like localized ads.
0: I know. Yeah. We're, um, not, we're not big enough for ads.
1: I've checked. No. Um, But we could do localized versions of the podcast is what I'm saying. Uh, and I think we should absolutely try that ASAP. So hello to our Midwest audience.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hello this to is... our Brazilian audience. Uh... <laughs> hello to our German audience. <laughs> oh, shout out to Hess. Sure. Uh, That's where a German listener lives. I know. <laughs> uh, Griffin, we are going to do a, a little draft here today. The Thanksgiving Families Draft is what we have cooked up today. Um, so not not a classic activities draft, although we should maybe uh, consider doing that since a new season has, uh, has started. It's going to be winter true. before we know it. Um, but we're going to be drafting families that we would want to enjoy a lovely Thanksgiving with. Is that correct?
0: Yes, it is correct, Chris. There are a lot of great families out there in the sports world. Thanksgiving, of course, a time for family. Uh, I know you love spending time with your family. I love spending time with my family. Do you have any Thanksgiving plans this weekend?
1: I will be working. (laughs) Oh,
0: that's the life. We were warned by many of our professors in our sports journalism program. It's true. Uh,
1: You know, Sunday, got to have that football and such. But... The good news, Griffin, is that one, I have you, my that close is. friend, right. and two, oh. I have these <laughs> great
0: families. I'm touched.
1: <laughs> these great families that I can draft to spend Thanksgiving with. Would you like to do uh, what is becoming our traditional coin flip? I to decide the first here. pick here. Yeah, I'm sorry you're that you're going to do it again. Spend no Thanksgiving with your family,
0: that. but uh, we will. Be able to get you five new families here to spend Thanksgiving with. Absolutely. Even better. Heads or tails, Chris, would you like to call it? I will call the Rooney. All right. You called that after the coin landed, so I am going to flip again. I will show you there. We're coming up on tails. So, Chris, would you like the first or second pick?
1: I would like the first pick. Oh, there we go. And I think that I think this is a necessary strategic move because, as we've talked about many times before, Griffin. Of course, we had the draft, the uh, the HFLC segment draft uh, last week, in our anniversary episode. Go listen to that. But one thing I mentioned during that time is that an important element of the draft is to take away picks uh, that we think our opponent might take. And as soon as I heard that we were doing this family's draft, I knew there would be a number one on your board or, you know, a very high pick on your board. Uh, And I am going to have to swoop in and scoop up uh, this pick. This is a family of four prominent uh, people in the world of athletics. Uh, Some would say perhaps only two (laughs) that are actually prominent, but... Uh, Certainly four people whose names have uh, been in the media frequently. Certainly uh, people who've appeared on Monday Night Raw. That's right, Griffin. I'm going to draft with the first overall pick, the Ball family. LeVar, Lonzo, LaMelo, LiAngelo. I just get the vibe that LeVar Ball is a good cook. Do you agree or disagree with this notion?
0: I absolutely agree with that notion. LeVar Ball definitely feeds his family very well. And also it seems like the type of guy who would like take a lot of pride. Like he does things the exact same way. He's got it all written (laughs) down. Like he tries to teach his kids. Uh, This was, they were very high on my list, Chris. That was an excellent strategic play uh, by you. I, I think you're going to have a great time at a ball family Thanksgiving.
1: I'm going to have a ball. Um, yeah, you know, he probably has like a signature sweet potato pie is the vibe that I get from LeVar ball. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I mean, kind of the ultimate family man. So, and then you know we get to hang out with Lonzo and Lamelo uh, and Leangelo. I'll keep my wallet on a chain. Since...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it LiAngelo? shoes? Didn't he steal shoes? Keep your shoes on. Um... Yeah,
1: if I have any Chinese shoes, I will <laughs> keep them close to me. Um, but Griffin, go ahead with the your first pick.
0: Well, Chris, uh, this family is definitely one of the first families of all of, in all of sports. Three legendary athletes uh, are spanning two generations now. There's a third generation about to potentially prop up and take the football world by storm. Uh, catch me every Monday night joining my new family. I am drafting the Manning family first mm. overall for my... Uh, Thanksgiving. I think that having Thanksgiving dinner with Peyton and Eli would be an absolute blast. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, you got the two
1: Archies. Um, Archie and Arch. Yeah. Do you think that I, as much as I enjoy the Manning cast, and as much as I enjoy their banter, do you think that like how do you how would you compare their banter on the manicast to their banter in real life? Like, do they just act like that? I because think that would like, be
0: exactly how they act. They're they're brothers. Like they've been Because like
1: they do they do have funny banter, but it's also like very stilted in a funny way. Yeah, I mean um, I think
0: they're just like they're maybe not the most comfortable on camera. I mean Peyton honestly is very good on camera. I think Eli is underratedly funny. He's got a quick, sort of dry wit. Um I think that I mean, one of, the, I'm probably going for American Thanksgiving. They're probably not celebrating a Canadian Thanksgiving. And of course, mm-hmm. what's tradition on American Thanksgiving is a big game of touch football mm. after dinner. So I think it's a good chance for me to really go out and show my stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're trying to get yeah, recruited? Yeah, alongside the Manning family, just blend right in. Uh, yeah, you get adopted. Yeah. I-, I thought you
1: were gonna say that you were uh Going to listen to them comment on the football games that are being well, played. Well,
0: they they might have to sit out. That probably wouldn't be fair if Peyton and Eli were, we're playing the touch football game. Yeah, it'll be I Archie mean, like, versus Arch.
1: I'll bet Archie could still throw a tight spiral.
0: Oh no, no question.
1: Um, but but the I'm I meant the the NFL games. You could have your own personal in person oh, Manning cast. Of course,
0: yes, that. I will definitely be doing as well. See, there's so many things. I can't even think of all the benefits to spending Thanksgiving with the Manning family.
1: Absolutely. A great pick Griffin. Um, with my second pick here, I've got some good ones. I want to pick in a direction that I think you might pick later on. I have a couple of picks that I think I'm safe on. So I'm going to go with, uh, a family with two prominent athletes. Um, of course, famously, I have two brothers uh, and, you know, we we love to have our chats and banter and yeah. my sister as well. I don't want to exclude anyone, but specifically, uh, I'm targeting two brothers here who I think carry the same uh, energy and wry sense of humor uh, that my own brothers offer. And so with my second pick, I will be drafting the Lopez twins, Griffin. Mm. To be at my Thanksgiving table, I think they would just be great guys to have a conversation with. They're both funny. They're both uh, very nerdy into uh, nerdy proclivities and activities. And so I think that, uh, you know, of, of all the people probably that will be in this draft, I would most want to actually sit down at a table and have a conversation with Robin and Brooke, the Lopez twins. And I feel good about this selection.
0: I love that pick, Chris. Robin Lopez, one of my favorite Twitter follows. He's very funny. Uh, Love getting his takes on Disney World. The guy loves Disney World. Mm -hmm. Um, Very interesting to see his opinions on everything. And, of course, his famous mascot, Beef. Uh, I think that's going to be... I think it's going to be like an understated... Thanksgiving dinner, like, I don't think it might necessarily be as loud and boisterous as the Ball or Manning families, but I think it's going to be just, like, really good conversation and a good fun time for everyone. It's the type of family dinner where you walk away and think, like, that was great. I'm so glad we did that. Exactly. Maybe more of a
1: Friendsgiving vibe, but I think it'll be enjoyable. Uh, Griffin, what one, were the Lopez twins on your list, and two, what is your second pick?
0: The Lopez twins were not on my list. That was a uh, great pick on your part. I had not thought of them. Uh, I've got a couple options here for my second pick, picks that I do think you will be going for sooner or later. Um, oh boy. So I'm going to take I'm going to take the family that was on the top of my board. I sort of took a risk going Manning first. I just really didn't want to lose the Mannings. Uh, so this family is led by one of the most famous dads in all of sports uh, he's the only athlete in the family right now, but it doesn't seem like it'll be that way for too long. Uh, for my second pick, Chris, I'm going to take the James family of LeBron mm. James Sr., LeBron James Jr., Bryce <laughs> James, Zuri James, and of course, his wife, whose name I do not recognize. Savannah. Savannah. I don't know if she's <laughs> Savannah James or if she has kept her own last name. Can you fill that one in too? I do not have that intel, unfortunately.
1: Okay, we'll go I believe with she is, yes, just Savannah. She doesn't have to be defined by her husband.
0: Well, uh, I I want to make sure she wasn't <laughs> I, being defined. Anyway, yes, know, shout out to Savvy. Uh, that's my girl. Um, yeah. What do you think of my selection of the James family? I like the selection, Griffin.
1: I feel I can't help but feel like. You are taking a family in an effort to really just get LeBron James into the fold. It's an investment
0: in the future. LeBron James (sighs) Jr. is going to be in the NBA. Bryce James looks like he might now. After a couple of years where I thought Bryce might not have it, Bryce James has grown up. He has become much more athletic.
1: Bryce James might be the good one. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's what I'll say. Bryce Maximus. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's... It's interesting, because I don't know if Bronny James, LeBron James Jr. If we're talking about careers, I think that probably the Mannings are... You're probably better off with the Mannings. Oh, Uh, for sure, for sure. I'm not too confident in any of his children having super strong uh, NBA careers. But, you know, I could easily be wrong. Uh, a, A tangential question for you, Griffin. When will... LeBron put James Senior on the back of his jersey. I think is it, will it be when? Yeah, I think it'll be comes the into year the league that
0: he plays with Bronny,
1: because that's been a big thing lately. People love you know Marcus Morris Senior. I remember the first person I remember throwing the Senior onto the jersey is Steve Smith.
0: Steve Smith Senior, yeah, that was big. Yeah, I feel like for most people, it's probably when you have the baby, you're so excited to now be like a dad and so excited to be a senior that you want to show off to the world yeah. that you become a dad. But LeBron James, I guess it's the brand. I guess he didn't want to interrupt the brand. Mm, it's interesting. Well, and is also... his name LeBron James Sr.? Because I don't think it has to be.
1: Well, I think by default it is, right? Or at least he can be referred to as... Wikipedia lists his name as LeBron Ramon James Sr.,
0: Okay. All right. Well, then, yeah. I think it'll be when he's playing with. I think you'll have James Junior and James Senior. You'll get a cool picture of the two of them standing side by side, both with like their hands on their hips, and it'll say James Senior, James Junior, and that'll be a very legendary sports photograph. Uh, we should pick up the pace a little bit here, Chris. All right. Uh, we have hit the hour mark. Okay. Um, well, so, I yes, your third pick have uh, with my
1: third pick, I'm going with a big family. Uh, Unlike you, Griffin, I am going with a family with more than one professional athlete and also one of the greatest stars of entertainment. This isn't uh, entirely a blood family, but I think we all agree that family goes much deeper than blood. I will be selecting Griffin, the uh, Anawaii family, the Samoan wrestling dynasty, Griffin, includes such names as the Rock, uh, because through some connection with uh, Peter Mayavia. it includes Roman Reigns, the uh, very long-reigning current uh, WWE champion. The Rock and In...
0: Roman Reigns are related? Or, I don't believe or... they're blood-related, but, but I believe that fan. there
1: is a a connection there, or some kind of, you know, it's like they're, they're cousins, quote-unquote. The Usos... Uh, also, pro wrestlers who, and one of the Usas is also married to another pro wrestler, Naomi. Um, many, many, many uh, terrific pro wrestlers over the years. This is the uh, a Samoan dynasty, uh, a huge family. And am I maybe basing some of this off of uh, the part in Hobbs and Shaw when they go to Samoa and meet uh, Luke Hobbs's family? And there's a whole vibe there. Perhaps. Am I assuming that there will be great cooking? Because there's, it's a giant family, so of course there's going to be great cooking. Perhaps. But I feel like these beliefs are well-founded and that I will be uh, having an enjoyable time at the N-O-Y-E family Thanksgiving.
0: That's a great pick, Chris. I think you knew that that was a safe pick for you. You are much more of he a did. wrestling expert than I am. Uh but yeah, I think it's going to be high energy. Uh The Rock just seems like a the type of guy who would be like, "You're in my house. You're family to me. Like I will take exactly. care of you." Uh gonna I get will some make sure tequila. that you feel included. Uh you are one of you are one of the tribe. So you think he'll give me a Brahma Bull tattoo? I think you got to earn that. <laughs> sure. You gotta really perform well at Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to follow up my James family pick, Chris, with, you know, a father-son duo that the James family hopes that they will be one day. With my third pick, I'm going to take the Griffey family. Uh, mm. I think I would fit right in there with Ken Griffin, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Senior. I will of course be Griffin Griffey. Um, <laughs> Okay. Okay. Ken, Ken Griffey Jr. of course, one of the coolest players to ever touch a sports field, uh, and yeah, I think that that would be a fun Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe maybe a bit of a smaller one. There's only two big athletes in that family, but uh, I'm excited for that.
1: I love the pick, Griffin. Um, I, I I had this on the list just because I wanted a very, you know, I wanted a classic. Since this is Canadian Thanksgiving, uh, we'll I'll change this for the re airing for the for the American audience, but. I wanted what I felt like would be a classic Canadian uh family Thanksgiving which is why I went with Ty and Max Domi Griffin. Uh, I just think like I think that would be just like a funny vibe to sort of insert yourself into. I'm sure Ty and Max like have arguments at the table. For sure. Uh, for sure. Both fiery guys, both uh have a little bit of trash talk in them perhaps and so I would love to just be, be a bystander, eat my turkey leg, and watch those two, uh, watch the fireworks go off. And I'm sure, you know, of course, at the end of the day, they love each other, but I think they're they're good for a few barbs every now and again. Yeah,
0: it, it's tough guy love, I think, in, in the dome exactly. family, if I had to place myself into the family TGL. of people that I've never met. Uh, but yeah, some <laughs> TGL there for sure. Uh, that's a great pick, Chris. That's like, yeah, a lot of energy, I think. Do you think it would ever get to like full-on hockey fight where they're like pulling each other's shirts over their heads and just like punching each <laughs> other in the shoulder repeatedly? I think it's 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 like uh have you ever seen Hot Rod, the film Hot Rod? Yes, I have.
1: I think it's like that where Andy Samberg <laughs> fights his uh stepfather. I think that's the vibe that perfect. we're going to get.
0: A perfect pick, Chris. Uh I am going to keep the ball rolling here not the balls unfortunately uh this is mostly just because i just finished winning time i am going to go with magic johnson's family magic is the only professional athlete in that family as far as i'm aware but how fun would it be to just get to sit in with the johnson's and, uh, like, Magic seems like a really great guy. I feel like, the, much of the way we talked about The Rock would be like, hey, you're in my house, you're family. I think Magic would be quite the same way. Uh, so I'm choosing the Johnson family with my fourth pick.
1: I love the pick, Griffin. Of course, uh, you know, EJ, his son, he has a, a strong relationship with his son. Uh, of course, his wife, Cookie, uh, plays a, a weirdly prominent role <laughs> in winning time. I like fight Despite them. Yeah. Yeah, I I like it too. I I guess that is, you know, for me, the rock is my rock (laughs) uh, in terms of my Thanksgiving families. But uh, I I like the pick, Griffin. I like the vibe. I think you're you're in the right area for having a Thanksgiving dinner with magic. But Griffin, I do have one more pick here. And I'm actually going to use this pick benevolently. Uh, I'm going to make a selection for the good of the world. For the good oh of uh, this family and I'm going to do do a personal service Griffin I'm going to Thanksgiving with Tom Brady and Giselle and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna sit it. them down <laughs> and I can fix them I'm gonna heal this relationship Griffin of course we heard that they were uh they were lawyering up uh possibly on the path to divorce you never want to see that uh in a relationship you know obviously if it comes to it, sometimes it has to happen, but I don't think that this marriage can't be saved. Uh, of course, Tom Brady famously, family and football is his Twitter bio. Uh, he I changed think, it, though.
0: It just says football. <laughs> no, that's, that wasn't real. That wasn't real? Oh, I wish that was real. I should have done my research.
1: It's a classic, too funny to be real. Um, But yes, so I'm going to fix them. I'm going to save this marriage, and I think uh, the world will be better for it. Tom Brady will probably retire at that point. He will realize that, you know, he had his football life, and now it's time to focus on his family life, uh, which he seems very resistant to at this point in his life. But I think I'm going to get through to him, and I will uh, repair this marriage. So the Brady family, I know they have children as well. Uh, Maybe I can give them a kiss as well. <laughs> Cut that <out. laughs> uh the Brady family joining uh my Thanksgiving roster.
0: Well, that's very altruistic of you, Chris. I know that when I saw that there was trouble there that I stopped believing in true love in that moment that I saw that Tom and Giselle were having uh issues, so I hope that you can repair that. I do think the way is to convince Tom to retire. I think that's what you're gonna have to yeah. do, which. Uh, It's a tough, tough task, but I think you're up to it. Uh, With my last pick, Chris, I'm thrilled that this family fell to me. We are talking three athletes currently in their prime, and then an older athlete as well. I am, of course, taking a family of Canadian legends, the Nurse family, Mm. uh, starting with the hockey-playing siblings Darnell and Sarah Nurse, uh, and then their basketball-playing cousin? I think I think so Kia nurse and of course their uncle Donovan McNabb the legendary Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Uh, so I am thrilled that they fell to me I was nervous but uh, I think that's that's... gonna be a great Thanksgiving in the nurse family maybe some ball hockey out in the driveway with Sarah and Darnell maybe shooting some hoops with Kia maybe tossing the football around with Donovan I mean (laughs) I've got three different sports covered here
1: the possibilities are endless. I mean, that's a great pick, Griffin. I had not even considered that. But I think, honestly, that that's a first overall contender in my mind. I'm, um, I'm
0: thrilled that it fell to me. Yeah, in terms of value, I do think it's a 1st huge round pick. Huge value. And, of course, we can't forget about Uncle Nick. <laughs> yes, the honorary, <laughs> honorary
1: Uncle Nick. <laughs> Nick Nurse. Uh, of course, the hidden extra member of the Nurse family. <laughs> um, I love the pick, Griffin. I love our drafts. Uh, so... To, to recap quickly, I have the Ball family, I have the Lopez twins, I have the N-O-Y-E uh, Samoan wrestling family, I have Ty and Max Domi, and I have Tom Brady and Giselle
0: Dash. I can fix them. <laughs> and me, for my five Thanksgivings that I'm going to this year, I have the Manning family, the James family, the Griffey family, the Johnson family, as in Irvin, and the Nurse family, as in not Nick. Uh, I am a little disappointed, Chris. I deliberately did not draft the Williams sisters, even though we said sports families. That was, of course, where my mind went first. But then I remembered that I don't believe the Williams sisters celebrate Thanksgiving. So I thought I would leave that to you in the hopes that you would draft them, and then I could pull the trap and say, You fool, Uh, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. But, of course, you were too smart for that. Of course, I planned this all. Uh,
1: I've definitely successfully remembered all the famous sports families. Uh, one other one, since you mentioned one that you had, I had uh, Reggie and Cheryl Miller, I think, oh. uh, in the same vein as Ty and Max Domi over the dinner table. That's going to get spicy.
0: Yeah, you um, but know that that's will ending have... in, it, in Cheryl kicking Reggie's ass in a game of one-on-one after dinner. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely um but that's gonna have to do it for
1: today's episode uh everyone if you're listening to this within you know the first two or three hours after it comes out uh check out the blue jays game that's gonna be an exciting game uh i guess get excited for the start of the nhl season uh we'll do some more in-depth uh, nhl talk next week but until then i have must a, implore you
0: have p- a great thanksgiving if you're listening Absolutely. in canada uh we gave you a mega episode here it's a feast it's that kind of holiday (laughs) sure absolutely
1: uh but until next time griffin i hope that everyone keeps their floors high and their ceilings low